Welcome to the Jesus McDonald Experience. Get ready to enjoy the show. We are live. We are live. <laughs> live. What's up, Steph? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Now, before we start, let me just dive right into your short bio. For those that don't know Steph, let me introduce you to Steph. And Steph, if I chop this up, please feel free to just jump in and correct me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so if you want to create something out of thin air, then Steph is your girl. She can visualize what doesn't yet exist and bring it to life as she did with Vim. With a background in psychology, Steph is a master at understanding people's relationships with brands. So while Steph may sometimes live in the clouds surrounded by creative thoughts, she is grounded in solid business strategy that creates a competitive edge to all brands lucky enough to experience her Midas touch. Steph, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You did great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I know we connected a little bit. Um, we first started off, was it LinkedIn? How did we get the first touch point? Um, I, yeah, you know, it was this kind of roundabout way uh, through Joe and right. uh, Galen. Yeah. Joe and Galen. And then, and then that was via, from LinkedIn. Yes. Email introduction. Then we kicked it off um, there on LinkedIn. And then we had several, well, maybe one or two meetings, right? Before yeah. this episode and just getting to know you. And I thought you'd be a great guest to just have on the show um, because there's a lot of marketing professionals out there in the B2B space that are looking um, for branding the company. Uh, and then I also have questions too, other than the hat pick questions that I have, but you know what, let's just dive right in. So yeah. what inspired you to choose a career in marketing? Yeah, so I don't think I chose a career in marketing. I think marketing just chose me as cheesy as that sounds if I'm going to go with it though. And I say that because before I even understood marketing, let alone like what I wanted to be when I grew up. Right. right. Um, I remember being 10 and driving through, you know, just driving to and fro. And there was this pretend, very particular neighborhood and it had a really bad reputation. And I remember even being very young, looking at, and it was one of those neighborhoods, you know, all the neighborhoods that have like signs before you go in, mm -hmm. uh, it had a sign and it was run down. Like the paint was chipping. Um, you couldn't even read it anymore. It needed a sanding job. Like I remember being that young and thinking that whole neighborhood's reputation would be better if they just cleaned up their sign. Yeah. And I mean, obviously young, naive, right? Um, it, it was a trailer park. I lived, um, I grew up in a pretty rough area, right? And so I'm sure just the sign alone wouldn't really have done uh, a whole overhaul. But it was from that moment on that I started, I mean, probably even earlier than that, started seeing things and just recognizing the power and first impressions and how much that you know, that's the first thing you see when you go into that neighborhood and it sets the tone for every street you turn down as you right. drive. 
Um, and so from that point on, even, even to being like maybe a 12, 11, 12 year old, I started a babysitting company. There you go. Um, yeah. And I was so fortunate. My parents uh, had bought me the babysitters club CD-ROM for, for all of the people who have no idea what the heck a CD-ROM is. It's basically software. Um, and it had, it gave me the ability to create my own business card. Um, my own flyer with like tear offs with my phone number or my wow, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I created a little punch card. So with each babysitting hour, you could collect and get a free hour. And mind you, I'm like 11 or 12 at this point. And at that stage, I truly just thought that is how you do business. I didn't think that was extra. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was how you did it. Yeah. Um, and so that has just slowly but surely led into my professional career with this power of, of professionalism and, um, you know, just really putting yourself out there both visually and with cohesiveness, um, right? Those two examples are very visually driven, but, you know, branding goes so much deeper than that. And um, I think those were early experiences that marketing chose me, not the other way around. Nice. That's really good. And what, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. So I was so blessed and fortunate that early on, um, some of my first jobs I started as let's go with guest relations, right? Receptionist. And then I started kind of in just like a bookkeeping type role. And both of those companies allowed me to kind of play. Um, one of them was a hair salon and I, I just got this idea that, you know, we need to have a newsletter. Um, and this was, wow. I don't want to say pre like online cause it wasn't, I'm not that old, <laughs> but it was before everything was online. So I literally took pieces of paper and took, um, lipsticks and like spread lipstick on the color and was having it laminated. So it wouldn't smear on the table. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, that kind of led into more of like a marketing coordinator position. And then my other job where I was mo- mostly just doing bookkeeping, uh, they had asked me to do a, a coupon one day. And if anyone is listening who has any experience with like design software, you'll, you can cringe along with me. Uh, all they had was publisher. Um, so no Photoshop, no InDesign. Um, there was no Canva guys, nothing. Uh, it's better than word, but they were like, well, and at the time I had already been dabbling in software of my own. So when they had said they needed a coupon, but all they had was publisher, I was like, oh boy, I'll do what I can. Hmm. And this is internally thinking I'm not going to perform because I don't have the tools I need. So anyway, I created this coupon. I created the newsletter. And both of them, both of these companies, I'm, I'm young, I'm in college, so I'm working three jobs actually. But both of these companies are like, wow, you can do this? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I just did. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they both turned into kind of more marketing coordinator positions. Uh, and before I knew it, I was creating menus, websites, um, getting my hands on cameras and starting to create collateral. And so, you know, from... Being young and in my career, getting these opportunities to do marketing, I started kind of advancing to, you know, marketing coordinator, marketing manager, marketing director, 
and I supported maybe four or five companies, you know, in the last, what, 17 years of being mm-hmm. in the workforce. And I got this itch that I needed to do it for more people. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love what I do. Yeah. Um, I work really hard for the people who employ me, but I want to give what Vim gives to more than just who can employ stuff. Totally. Right? And so, um, you know, I've already supported, you know, in just our young infancy of being a business, um, you know, probably 20 plus brands kind of envisioning and developing and defining who they are. I didn't do that in my professional career. So being an entrepreneur has given me that, the option to do that, or I guess not option, but just vehicle to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of a long answer to how. No, no. (laughs) I mean, that's great. I'm always interested to, to hear and curious to know. Uh, So that's great. What is another question that I have for you is, you know, with branding, every agency has their own process or way of doing things, right? What's yeah. your process when it comes to branding? Yeah, it really, you know, I think a lot of people come to me. A lot of people start with, I just need a logo. And I think you and, a you classic and I, response. Yeah, I think you and I might <laughs> have question. joked. Yeah, exactly. I think we, we joked that like, I, and I, I'm serious, so I joke about it, but I mean it. If people come to me and they're like, well, I just need, like if they just start a sentence with, well, I just dot, dot, dot. I'm pretty sure, like, you got to just know me well enough to know we're about to go into a whole soapbox of why you don't just need that. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of people's perception of branding is just the logo. And so um, our process it's funny because um, my onboarding, when you decide to start with them and we're going to go through and do brand identity for you, uh, we do a half day onboarding. It's intense. It's immersive. It's a lot in a half day. Um, and we spend out of those four hours, maybe 20 minutes talking visuals. Mm. It is at the very end. It is almost an afterthought. We spend so much of our time talking about what it is that you do how you do it, why you do it. We literally take away the vehicle of what you do. So if you're a pizza company, mm-hmm. I ask you, if pizza was banned from the United States, why would you do what you do? You can't sell pizza no more, but you got to thrive as a business. Mm. Can your why sustain with that vehicle being taken away? And uh, I walk you through and I help you come up with that and define that. It's here. It's in you. Like every business owner I've worked with, we it's there. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of like defining it and honing in on that, right? Right. Um, I also, beyond just, you know, what, how, and why, we talk about your brand as an entity. Um, I often, during the onboarding session, I often ex- explain, like, think of a Facebook profile. And I use Facebook profile because everyone pretty much knows, Right. Um, But when you first start that Facebook profile, there's nothing on it except for maybe a name. Hmm. No profile picture. You just got Mark Zuckerberg's silhouette that he's coined, right? Nothing out there. No post. You have no idea what this profile is about until you start putting things in. You start putting a picture. You put a little bio. You post a picture with some words. All of those things start to craft and develop an entity. And that entity has a personality. That entity has 
Is it witty? Is it serious? Is it elite? Is it mass appeal? Um, Do I like it? Do I not? Right? Am I intrigued? Am I bored? There's so many things that your brand, just like an entity on Facebook or someone you follow on Instagram, starts to convey. And that is what our process is, is starting to develop and hone in on those components of your brand. And then how do we convey that? So it's perceived to your ideal audience in a way that's serving you, okay? And I'm really mindful with those words because your audience, we talk about who they are Mm -hmm. first. If we don't know who your audience is, we could create and craft this entire entity that doesn't relate to it. Um, We could start, you know, if, if your subject matter, if what your product or service is, does not, cannot withstand some humor, then we shouldn't probably lead with humor. Um, You know, if you aren't innately funny and you are going to be running your marketing, we probably shouldn't lead with funny, right? Right. Uh, I, I'm not funny. My husband tells me all the time. Uh, but wow. I'm funny in the sense that like, I will laugh at myself. I uh, am enthusiastic. And those are the characteristics that like I lead with. Hmm. So we start to hone in on that. Um, we also talk about, uh, we do your personality spectrum. We talk about your target audience. We look at competitive analysis. What is the marketplace doing? Uh, And every single person who goes with me through a brand identity strategy session knows that I I tell you, I do not say competitor as a dirty word. Competitors don't have to be dirty words. Um, Competitors don't have to be who we don't like. They can be who we look to for inspiration. They can be who we look to for inspiration on how to be different in a positive way. And that just goes back to me as like total positive poly all the time. So, um, but yeah, so our process really starts with this brand identity session. And then myself and my team take all of that and we start um, to develop what we perceive your brand to be Mm -hmm. through messaging, colors, fonts, logos, brand elements, how photography is utilized, how the images are treated, you know, are they black and white? Are they high contrast? Right. Um, Are they desaturated and moody, right? We really start to uh, create that whole thing. And I know some of you are listening, so you can't necessarily see, but any of those watching, we then package it into um, a book. Um, This is a softback version, but we also package it in hardback versions of books, right? Um, and the most important thing that I share is that it doesn't just live in a book, right? This becomes assets, digital assets that you can then take to a web web developer and say, this is who I am. This is our business. Make sure when you're making my website that these things are accounted for these colors, these fonts, Hmm. this message, these people, our audience, those sort of things um, become cohesive throughout your marketing. Right. And it's interesting because you just reminded me like just building websites and maintaining them for businesses 
we always get um, that awkward conversation when they don't have branding guidelines. Yeah. So, uh, you know, us as website designers and developers, we always ask as part yeah. of our question is, you know, what's the business goal? What's the website goal? We want to make sure that we're aligned, but also like, what's your logo? What's your branding guideline? Yeah. That's literally the question. Uh, we need you to upload that PDF file because we, because we need direction, right? Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people don't have it if they're just starting out, yes. like if it's a startup, right? They don't have it. And they're like, well, can you just <laughs> put like something similar to like yeah. LinkedIn's blue? And I'm like, right. seriously, uh, that's... <laughs> Again, we're de we're website developers. <laughs> we're not so identity I, designers. Yeah, and that's where I would refer someone to like you, uh, because th they need that. It's so important. It, it is the identity, uh, yeah. and it is digital assets. It's even hardback, like tangible assets too, right? From business yeah. cards is it's far up to websites, mm -hmm. and. Another question that I have for you. So let's say a business is established already and everything done the branding guidelines, right? Like what comes with rebranding a company? Yeah. If they already have all that in place, let's say they're like five, 10, not even five, let's say 10 years. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't even know what the sweet spot is on when they should be updating that info, but you can tell me that. Um, but yeah, anyways, I wanted to just pass that on to you. Like what comes with rebranding a company? Yeah, I, I don't think it's a matter of years. Um, I, I will say like when it comes to defining my ideal target audience, I think years often come into play. Uh, revenue comes into play, you know, number of employees, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But really uh, kind of a doubling up on what we just talked about and the question at hand is when your brand no longer feels cohesive, not just your brand, let me back up. When your brand experience for your consumer is not cohesive, you should be solidifying your brand. Whether that comes in the form of redesign or you have dabbled for so long that there's no cohesiveness, that's where a brand identity solidification or overhaul is important. And now let me back up to what I mean by user experience. Let's say I'm out in the grocery store and I'm wearing my shirt. If you see me out in public, guys, you'll probably see me wearing a Vim shirt. Um, so, but let's say we get to talking and I'm all myself and all giddy and happy and blah, 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 blah. And I hand them my, bus my business card and by chance it happens to have the same logo. Okay. Win for me so far. Right. So I hand it over and I say, Hey, go check out my website. Um, you know, we can book something there. Well, let's say they go and they type in my website address and they land there. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, am I, did I type the right address? Her logo is kind of the same, but this color is different. This is like an orange, not a yellow. Mm. And I don't see, is this the same girl? I don't even know if this is the same person. Okay. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to think it's the same. Actually, I'm going to check that business card. Did I type the website address in weird? You confuse them. You confuse them. One of my favorite coaches that I follow says confused people don't buy things. Well, yeah, they don't feel confident. They don't feel confident. You don't want 
your first impression in that grocery store to get lost beyond uh, amongst confusion of their own user experience. Right. Not only for that sake, let's say they persevere and they keep going, but then let's say you finally start email or corresponding. And then you have like an email signature from when you first started and you just never went and changed it. And it doesn't even have a logo on it anymore. It doesn't even have colors. There's a, no matter what business you're in, um, there is a break in cohesion there and you lose trust. Yeah. Um, And so to answer the question in this really roundabout way, it's you have to look at yourself and do a self-analysis or work with a company like mine to do a brand audit. And we can look and see how is the cohesiveness of your brand and what are your consumers and most important leads experiencing. I promise you, if you are struggling with lead generation or conversion, let's say you have a ton of leads coming in, but they're not converting. I bet you I can find a break in cohesiveness with your brand. And what's usually that for most um, companies? A lot of time it comes down to messaging. A lot of people can see visually that their brand looks on point, but they'll speak of values or their speak of processes that they have. But then when they go and experience their website, they're like, well, she was talking about a brand identity session, but I don't see that written anywhere. Um, I see a book and a consult, but the language doesn't match. Right. Right. Um, Or, you know, you, you go to a brand and they're very elevated and high end, but then you show up and their words are very crass and not that. Um, so I think it's different for everyone. I mean, I can't speak to every brand, but I will say, I think it's easier to recognize visual inconsistencies than messaging inconsistencies. And, um, people don't, yeah, people don't really read, but when they do read, they're interested. And if you lose them when they're interested, that's the game over. Exactly. So that's why when people ask about just a logo, they forget about the messaging the content, the written word. uh, And that's huge. I remember I had this one client and I said, Hey, your logos look different on different social media platforms. And they're like, Oh, one's the favicon, meaning the icon. But the other one is the company logo. I was -hmm. like, but then this one's this one here and here aren't the favicon. Like they're not the icon. They're like, Oh, that was a data logo. I'm like, you have a data logo and the current logo. I was like, I would update that. I was like, why? I was like, there's <laughs> one. I, it looks like you, you like franchise or something, but it just looks like there's so many of them and you're yeah. not building the trust with me. So you're probably not going to be building the trust with a lot of people, but I'm like, it's confusing. Yeah. I'm like, am I doing business with the right company? Yes. And like I said, confused people don't buy things. Right. And why when you work with you know a branding a branding specialist or when you work with them um we have we already know that the majority of brands we're going to encourage you to look at logo variations from the Mm get-go and you know and this will probably make you happy a one-to-one like a square logo does not present as well on a website when we're talking desktop right as well as a horizontal one to three ratio logo appears, Mm -hmm. right? There's a difference between a logo, a logo mark, a pictorial logo, a typography logo, 
right? We can go on and on. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a big difference, but establishing those from the get-go uh, helps you from not needing to break against your logos. Totally. And what I, it's like people will say, oh no, this logo doesn't look that good on my website. So I'm just going to go into Photoshop or Canva and then I'm just make something that kind of looks like it. So it looks okay on the website. Totally. Instead of being proactive and thinking of, well, what mediums are we going to be utilizing the brand on so that we can um, account for that early on instead of recreating the wheel later. Mm. And who's your ideal client, Steph? Yeah. Um, so like I kind of alluded to a little earlier, you know, businesses who have been around for a while, um, you know, are, you know, have an established revenue, um, have maybe been at this a few years and are really getting serious and needing to convey who they are to their audience or to leads. Uh, that's, that's an ideal. That sounds so broad though. Um, but (laughs) I mean, it, it really happens. Like think, I mean, if anyone's listening and you're trying to figure out like, should I, should I contact this girl? It really is is a matter of, you know, what's the serious, like how committed are you Mm. and how much do you want your clients and leads that are looking at you to believe what you believe? Right. When I say believe what you believe, uh, I say that because, you know, people who want to purchase a product or buy a service, they often are doing that not only out of need for the product or service, but because they believe what the brand believes, Mm. um, go as cheesy as Apple. You know, Apple had people lining up on streets in the freezing cold to be the first of the second gen, third gen, fourth gen, still to this day, people getting on wait lists for their newest anything. Right. And it's not because they're the best necessarily in what they do. We know that for a fact, because there's competitors that are, you know, 50% in the market Mm -hmm. of, you know, phones, watches, computers, right? But we do it because they know their target audience are the, um, the, uh, why am I blanking on the term that they use? Uh, early adopters, the early adopters, they want to be the innovative. They want the newest, greatest, shiniest. I maybe don't understand it yet, but I'm here for it. Right. Kind of thing. Um, so if you, my ideal target audience are people who are either been around for a few years, realizing that what you put out isn't cohesive or doesn't convey what you want it to convey or businesses who are just starting out and possibly have um, some like a business loan or have a uh, somebody funding you and you want to go out the gate with a bang. Uh, one of my clients' uh, previous experience was 13 years in a restaurant chain, uh, restaurants around the country, like 200 plus restaurants um, and he's starting his own. He knows the importance of a brand and mm. you don't just trickle it out there. You go out with a bang. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, a little broad, but those are the, that's what you need to ask yourself if you're thinking, hmm, should I call her? <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, do you have any advice or tips for our fellow marketing professionals? Yeah. Uh, so if you're fellow marketing professional in my space, right, if you do branding, if you do, um, marketing strategy or things like that, 
Um, one of the biggest things that has helped me with value around all of this is creating something tangible. Um, you know, these books, not only let me see, let's grab, and I know we have some people who are listening. So, um, I'll give you, if you're looking to see like what I'm seeing one, I, I know we have a YouTube copy of this floating around this. Yes. This will right? be uploaded on YouTube. So you okay, can watch it on so, the YouTube channel. Excuse me. Yeah. So if you need to see it, check it out on the YouTube channel, but also if you want to go to my website, um, get them. So it's like, if you're trying to get a hold of me, get and then it's B-I-I-M.com. Um, what we do, there's a title at the top, what we do will get you to all of, um, all of these books so you can see them in digital form. But um, think about how to create value around what you do and think about that value being ease for your customer. So um, one, you can't touch and feel a logo very easily, right? Right. Usually it's, it's on your website. Um, it's on the sign on your building. Sure. It's maybe on your business card, but you're not thinking of like touching and feeling your brand. This is me touching and feeling a brand. This is me flipping through pages of reading and understanding the brand. Not only a thing that I've done to help solidify or create value is this is kind of fun. So this is a cheat sheet. Uh, and what this is, is a page that kind of houses all of the snapshot of what's in this, even down to the back page with the core values and the core mission statement. But even more fun is you tear it out. Oh, so this page was previously here. You tear out this page so it doesn't just live in a book. You, you, uh, there's a little scissors so you can cut it out right along this line. And now you pin this to your board. And every time you need to know your color, your which, what is the current, right? Oh, that's my dated logo right here. This is my new logo. This is my current logo. This is the black I use. This is the gray I use. This is my yellow. The branding this guidelines. I need the hex color. Yes, I need that hex color really quick. I'm in Canva and, you know, I, I don't, I can't remember. And I don't feel like going to another document and double clicking and figuring it out. Nope. Yes. Any of that. <laughs> Anyone in the space feels me. Anyone that's very creative. Yeah, yeah very it's, creative. it's so easy to just have right here and you and the nice thing is in your book i put 5 10 15 copies so that you can give it to your web designer you can give it to your marketing coordinator you can give it to the you know anyone who is touching your brand um so that's what i would say is think about the value and how to make what you do easier for your clients to use right um, and then if you're not in the marketing or branding space and you are, you know, listening to this and trying to think, how do I better myself? Um, even if you aren't at the point where you can outsource this, take the lessons of literally just having everything in one place, create a folder on your, if you do everything on your phone, create a notepad, create your, what is my logo color? What is, what are my colors? What are the fonts? Just try to create everything in one spot. Um, and if you are doing, let's say like one thing I do a lot, I'm on Facebook groups all the time. And so I am constantly reintroducing what I do and uh, how you can get a hold of me. Instead of retyping that and recreating the wheel every time I have a clipboard or a notepad on my phone, it's called Vim Scripts. And anytime I write anything that's lengthy or even short, 
I go and I paste it in there so that the next time I need it, I can copy paste. Nice. So I think, I mean, that, there's so much advice I can give. And the fact that this is what I'm choosing to give is, is interesting, but it's really just about creating ease for yourself or ease for your customers. Um, if you can make life easy for them, you can save time for them. And if you can save time, you've saved money. If you can save someone money, you can charge for more money. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of a really weird way to get about it. But when it comes at the end of the day, we're talking business and right. that's what people want is to save money. I love it, Steph. Thanks for all the advice and <laughs> the tips. These are all good. Um, <laughs> and thank you also for your time. Yeah, of course. I'm so glad that you had me on. I, I hope that, you know, that answered some of your personal questions and I hope anyone listening, you know, can I get some value. Definitely. And every business needs branding, just like every business needs a website. Every business needs a logo. I'm like, I'm thinking if you don't have the branding, a website or a logo or any of it, right? Like, wow. <laughs> I feel like those are just basic principles that you need. Yeah. It used to be that you could have, you couldn't have a website. Um, I mean, there, there's some workarounds, but essentially the, the fact is, is you need a landing zone, right? And either right. you own it through having a website or someone else owns it. And right. you, have to, you have to ask yourself, you know, do I want to own my business or just mm. somebody else? Right. That's true. Well, yeah. we'll keep in touch. You make it a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. And please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the whole world to me. And lastly, make it a great day.